2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KCBS Radio, original podcasts.
0: 125 years ago, on July 13th, 1898, the San Francisco Ferry Building opened on the Embarcadero, a gateway to a promising new world of ideas, travel, and trade. The Beaux-Arts-style building, designed by Arthur Page Brown, with its 245-foot high clock tower, has withstood two global pandemics and two devastating earthquakes. At its busiest, and until the Bay Bridge and Golden Gate Bridge opened, the San Francisco Ferry Building was one of the busiest transit terminals in the world. And 125 years after it opened, San Francisco has thrown its very own, very fairy birthday party to celebrate those accomplishments and to look forward to what's to come as climate change continues to change the coasts. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Mallory Somera, and this is Bay Current. I took the ferry into San Francisco from Richmond for the very ferry birthday party, as I usually do nowadays for work. As a longtime driver who's grown increasingly impatient with the traffic on Bay Area roadways, skyrocketing toll and parking costs, swaying with the ocean with a book in my hand, seagulls and pelicans flying alongside the boat, it's a much more pleasant way to get to work. And in a way, although the city landscape has changed, taking the ferry, being at the ferry building, it's like taking a step back into time. Strolling through the ferry building marketplace on Embarcadero, which SF Travels describes as where Market Street meets the water, smelling the different foods honey, arugula, dumplings, toasted bagels, hearing the different voices and accents, the flipping of the departure and arrival flipboard in the Grand Nave all encased in the marble mosaics. It's no wonder the Ferry Building, after 125 years, is something to celebrate. Youths got to ride the Ferry for free that day. There was live music from the Gemstones, free ice cream sundaes from Frisco favorite Humphrey Slocum, a happy hour at Fort Point with $5 pints and take-home commemorative Ferry Building glasses. A crowd favorite, though, was a flowy golden retriever wearing sunglasses and a captain's hat. You can catch a glimpse of him on our Instagram. But the main event was the proclamation ceremony and declaring July 13th as Ferry Building Day in San Francisco. It was before that that I got the chance to catch up with Seamus Murphy, the executive director of the Water Emergency Transportation Authority, the regional public transit agency operating ferry service on the bay. After all, water was in fact used for emergency transport after Loma Prieta shut down the Bay Bridge. And there wouldn't be a ferry building without ferry service. Tell me a little bit more about what water transportation means to especially like the Bay Area historically.
1: Historically, it's a major part of the, the city's history. Ferry service was the primary way that people made their way into San Francisco before we had BART, before we had bridges. Uh, when we got those things, ferry service really declined. Uh, and, and the, the uh, institution of the car is the the primary way that people got into San Francisco was a, a big change. Uh, but we've seen a, a ferry renaissance over the last 15 years. Uh, our ferry service is the was the fastest growing uh, transit system in the region before the pandemic. It's been the fastest system to recover uh, from the pandemic in terms of ridership. So we're really proud of what we've been able to do. And there's a lot more uh, coming on the horizon for ferry service in San Francisco.
0: So what is it about uh, water service then? Why do you think it's uh, done so well, especially post-pandemic?
1: Well, it, there's no better way to, to travel. Uh, our customers will tell you that. We have the distinction of being the, the highest rated customer satis- in terms of customer satisfaction, the highest rated transit system in the country. Uh, and the reason why is we're able to provide customers with great views, uh, just a relaxing way to make their commute or to travel in general. And having a destination like the Ferry Building in San Francisco and everything that it has to offer is a major reason why.
0: So what's next for ferry services in the San Francisco Bay?
1: So we're looking at expanding service. We brought more than more service back than we had pre-pandemic, and it's been a big hit. Uh, off-peak service has really been uh, a, a great uh, uh, had a great rebound uh, since the pandemic recovery has started. Uh, our weekend service is over 100% of pre-pandemic levels. Um, and we're going uh, to enhance the routes that we operate today. We have funding thanks to a new bridge toll measure uh, that was passed by voters and recently freed up. Uh, in terms of funding, we have opportunities to enhance service and to add new routes. Uh, so we're looking at establishing a service vision, looking out to 2050, what should ferry service look like around the region? That service vision will be part of a business plan and it will guide the expansion of our agency and of our service over that time.
0: Now, just one more thing, you know, I read that at its peak, we were seeing 50 to 60,000 passengers a day or daily um, by ferry into San Francisco. Um, do you think that we are looking to that kind of ridership again? You know, what, what do you think?
1: We will eventually get there. Yeah, we will eventually get there. We're a little short of 10,000 riders a a day now, uh, which is pretty close to where we were uh, pre pandemic. We just celebrated uh, our first day of of reaching that 10,000 rider a day threshold. Uh, 50,000, 60,000 riders a day is not outside of what is possible. All of the biggest waterfront, all, all the biggest growth that's happening around this region is happening on the waterfront. Look at areas like Mission Bay, look right across the bay here at Treasure Island, where you see uh, major construction happening, job and population growth in areas that are served by ferries uh, is going to happen, is happening around the region, and will be the the travel mode of choice for all of these people as that job and population growth continues. One of the other things that the region has to look forward to is the decarbonization of our fleet. Uh, we're reducing greenhouse gas emissions on our system. We're the cleanest ferry system in the country today. Uh, but we have hundred $100 million dollars that we've raised over the last couple of years to buy five zero-emission battery electric ferries, and the first one will roll out two years from now and will provide service along the San Francisco waterfront.
0: Those advancements in ferry technology don't just stop at the boats. During the proclamation ceremony, we got to hear from some very important folks, including San Francisco Mayor London Breed and Supervisor Aaron Peskin, about what's being done to meet the bay's very real climate change emergency. Elaine Forbes is the executive director of the Port of San Francisco.
3: My team and I, we have the awesome responsibility of seven and a half miles of waterfront and it includes this very majestic ferry building. This is a place where people gather for the most important city celebrations, whether that be the gay pride parade, to the Juneteenth celebration, to markets and festivals, or just to have a great day of enjoyment. The Ferry Building also reflects the generation we're in. And in our time, this building stayed open during the COVID pandemic, getting farmers market ready to return safely as soon as it could, keeping our bread store and coffee store open, and being ready for the first passengers cleared to travel. And now in our economic recovery and vitality, we're hosting millions in celebrations and enjoyment.
0: Even after the pandemic shuttered the doors of businesses across San Francisco, the confidence in the Ferry Building's resilience persisted. Here's Victor Coleman, CEO of Hudson Pacific Properties, the building's key partner and lessee.
2: And after coming through the pandemic, right now, when you look behind you, we're 90% leased with the heart of San Francisco as tenants, as occupants here. As you can see, and as Eileen mentioned, we're about to be painting this building We're finishing the historic clock tower, and we're on our way to many more exciting things here at the Ferry Building. As we stand and as we look forward, it is very bright. Our mayor, London Breed, is a testament to the future of this city and the current aspects of where the growth of this city is. Please welcome our mayor, because she is going to continue to make massive differences for us. Mayor Breed.
4: San Francisco! We're so happy to see each and every one of you here at the Ferry Building celebrating 125 years. Let's give it up for the official ban of San Francisco, the Lesbian Gay Freedom Ban! Don't you just love this city? You know, before there was the Bay Bridge, before there was the Golden Gate Bridge, there was the Ferry Building. And this iconic building was home to trains, to cable cars, to streetcars, to all kinds of vehicles, to ferries, and the fact is it was iconic back then in terms of its significance during a time, way uh, during a time when we needed a place like this for so many different modes of transportation to come. When we think about the iconic Ferry building, we think about San Francisco. And we think about all of the extraordinary things that this building has evolved to over the years. Yes, it was a place that was created for trade, for different modes of transportation. But over the years, with changes, we have seen it become this incredible place with over 40 vendors and businesses and places for people to shop to eat, to enjoy, and to really experience the vibrancy of San Francisco. When you think about many of the challenges that this city has faced, in fact, the 1906 earthquake, the 1989 earthquake, and the two global pandemics, this building continues to stand strong. Before the 1989 earthquake, there was a freeway through the Embarcadero, and some of us remember that freeway, which really cast somewhat of a shadow on this particular building. Well, even though an earthquake can be seen as something of devastation, here in San Francisco, we saw it as an opportunity, an opportunity to reinvent and uh, reimagine what this location can be for the people of the city and for the people who visit and work in the city and use the ferries and other modes of transportation to come here. As we see technology changing right here in the city and county of San Francisco, we know just like this ferry building will be leading the way for technology and innovation and all great things, and we're grateful to be here. And with that, I'd like to introduce the president of the Board of Supervisors who's joining us here today and represents this district. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Aaron Peskin.
5: This is the building that for 125 years welcomed our entrepreneurs, welcomed our immigrants, welcomed our residents, welcomed our visitors, and established San Francisco as the center of commerce on the western seaboard of the United States. It is also an edifice that we can learn a lot from. The mayor referenced the mistake that we as a city and a state made by walling this incredible building off from our waterfront. And yes, this building has survived two pandemics, the 1906 earthquake, the 1989 Loma Prieta earthquake, and as a result of that, Mayor Agnos and the Board of Supervisors use that opportunity to reunite the Ferry Building and our waterfront with downtown and the rest of San Francisco, which we should be profoundly thankful for. <clears throat> this building was designed by an architect named Arthur Page Brown, who designed another civic structure that we know and love our city hall and koi tower and the war memorial all iconic landmark buildings in san francisco and the reason i evoke him is because there's a lesson to be learned from this building that on the occasion of celebrating the 125th anniversary of the ferry building should not be lost on us and we should remember for the next century as we raise R-A-I-S-E, not RAISE, R-A-Z-E, the Ferry Building, which is that we have a tendency to muck up our historic buildings. We did that to City Hall, and in 1996, then Mayor Willie Brown and the Board of Supervisors made the command decision at the taxpayer's expense to return it to its grandeur. And indeed, the same decision was made here in 2003, where we unmucked this building. And we should remember that. In 1948, 50 years into this building's life, there was a proposal to R-A-Z-E raise, demolish this building. That was 75 years ago. And the city fathers, for they were all men at that time, and the State Board of Harbor Commissioners, Wanted to knock this building down because of the advent of the car and freeways and the fact that ferries were no longer the hegemonic form of transportation? Well, guess what? It's 2023, and now ferries are back in, and this building is still here. Let us remember those lessons.
0: And to commemorate this event even further... A time capsule was sealed for others to open in another 25 years.
2: And I'm actually gonna put in the time capsule right now some photos that will 25 years from now be picked up and that will be redone and all the other work that we've done to date will be part of these photos. So I'm gonna drop these in here.
4: What I plan to put in this time capsule, let's see. Let's see what my team put together. First, I'm going to put my challenge coin that shows a picture of its its city hall in gold, and it also shows the iconic San Francisco skyline, and it has my name on it. And also because technology is changing, and I think in 25 years, you may not have the ability to print these, but you're going to open this time capsule, and some people might say, when do they start making actual prints of photographs. So I'm going to Put in a print of my photograph because in 25 years there'll probably only be digital photographs, and my hope is that people will look in this time capsule and think, "Wow, this stuff is really cool." So
3: it's time to celebrate. It's time to have the party to celebrate this building. Thank you all for being here on the 125th anniversary of this most beloved, exquisite, ex- historically of the utmost importance building. Let's hear from the city's lesbian and gay freedom ban, our official band and let's celebrate. Thank you.
0: Bay Current is a production of KCBS Radio. I'm Mallory Samara. Subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.